It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Now, from the WATH studios, here's Lucas Moore. Yeah, Sports Fan 970 WATH 97.1 FM. Big welcome into the show. On a Tuesday, everybody, it's the Sports Fan 970 WATH. Reds are coming a little bit later. As the big man said, I'm Lucas Moore. Joining me in studio today for a short show, Reds battling the Padres, is my good friend Troy Bolin. And we are gearing right up for high school football season, but it, this is just kind of the tease week. We have the Jamboree games this Friday, and then the next week, it's head first, all in, on all football. The Bobcats open up on Saturday against Rhode Island. That Saturday night, Nelsonville York against Trimble, probably the biggest game of the week. And Athens against Waverly, against the Tigers. It's a huge matchup week one. That is Friday night on our airwaves as well. It'll be a busy day for me. It'll be a busy weekend for us. It will be crazy, but it's just an absolutely wonderful way to start high school football this year, Troy. Our week one matchups, our week one excitement all the way around is going to be higher than I've remembered in my three years here. Actually, you're you're kind of, um, you're missing a little bit because we used to start on Thursday nights, which made like a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, it was quite the chore for us because Fedhawk and Alexander used to play on Thursday night. So it's really, they just hammered it hard Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night. College football topped off. It was just crazy. I actually kind of welcome the fact that we're no longer doing that because by the time Saturday came around, you were just, just I don't know. You weren't exhausted because you were just ready for football, but it was a lot. It was a lot to do over the course of three days. Well, now it's just over the course of two. Um, but the Bobcats expected to beat Rhode Island. The Trimble Nelson York game, I think, right now sits at a toss up. Um, although I'd put the put the put the points towards Trimble um, because of Gloucester Memorial Stadium and the health of Keegan Wilburn is still up in the air. Um, and that's for certain. And then that Friday night game, athens Waverly, we really have no idea what's going to happen in that game because from what I've heard from the Marietta scrimmage, Joey Moore looked crisp, looked clean. They could score with ease against Marietta. Now, will Athens be able to stop anybody? Whole new defensive line, whole new linebacking core. We're not sure. They'll have pretty good secondary coverage, but high school football is all about that front seven. You can cover all you want, but if there's a dominant back and they just run for seven, eight yards every time. The other team doesn't really need to pass. So can Athens' defense win them games early in the season against those good teams? That'll be the question. Did you have a chance to go out to that scrimmage Saturday against Marietta? No, I was working, but I was, I was getting probably the same updates you were getting. Yeah, the phone call on the way back. What, what, what was <laughs> said in your phone call? Uh, similar. Similar. Just yeah. Joey Moore looks good. Looks yeah, ready to go. basically the offense is all, could be unstoppable and – the defense is going to struggle, at least in the early half. They might get it together second half of the season. They might get together before week one. I don't know. Who am I to say? But there were some struggles there. So I, at this point, I'm thinking you're going to get back from Waverly probably about 2 in the morning. I think that game is going to go on forever. You think it's going to go on forever? It's going to be high scoring. The, stop, yeah. the clock's going to stop. I don't think it's going to be a running clock by any stretch of the imagination. So, Plus, Waverly's pretty far down there. Have you ever been there? Oh, yeah, that's in your – kind of. well, no, it's not no, your neck. No, not really. It's not really. I think I've been to Waverly, though. It's yes. pretty far. It's a long drive. Well, it'll be fun. If the Bulldogs come out with a win, that'll be huge. Yeah, it'll be nice. And then we'll turn around the next morning and then all the Bobcat stuff and then Trimble Nelson, New York at night. It'll be yeah, great. Yeah, you're going to have a busy weekend. I, me, not so much, because I just kick back and watch Saturday. Well, and you do the <laughs> show Friday. 
Well, I know, but still, Saturday, I, once I'm done with the show Friday, I'm done, and you're, you're still at it. So I, I'm, I feel good about that. I'm just going to go enjoy. I'm not going to the Bobcats game, man. I, it, yes, Rhode Island. And yeah, I'm not real thrilled about that one. You Although, could just probably see Curtis Rourke. You could see the future of the Bobcats. Uh, yeah, and you know, if they win that game, I'm down to six and a half of covering. You know, I got yeah, seven exactly. and a half. That's a big a bet for me this year. I'm really excited about that. Uh, so, but I don't, I don't intend to watch them. I'm going to rest up and get ready for that big showdown on Saturday night. Nelson of York Trimble, super excited for it. Uh, before we really go anywhere else, I kind of had a bothersome kind of point brought up to me, and I wanted to bring it up at the beginning of the show because I want you and I to be able to discuss it. Because every every show we say we're going to get into Reds, never get into Reds. Because the Reds always come on, and, and then the Reds take over, and then the Reds are the Reds. But I, I've been holding on to something that I really shouldn't have been holding on to. In life, you tend to do this. The more that something is around, the more you think about it, the more you talk about it, the more you hold it and have it, you don't notice how ugly that thing is getting. The prime example of this is when a little kid drags around their favorite blankie. It, it's always their favorite blankie. This is the best blankie. This is the best item i have this is the best thing i own you don't notice that it starts to stain on one side and then it rips off at the edge but who does notice are those that step back for a second and say wait what is the condition of this blanket and i'm referring to joey vado and that for I was me hoping you were talking about a girlfriend man no. i was about to say dude you're no. in so much trouble <laughs> no i no i'm definitely not feeling that way um but that is joey vado to me troy Joey Votto is my blankie. He's been the best hitter in Major League Baseball, in my opinion, since 2010 in that MVP season. And it's because he's everything that I want every hitter to be. Extremely commanding of the strike zone. Patient. Hits to all fields. Understands when to choke up. Is situational. Is just the smartest hitter. Makes great contact with the ball. Can hit for power. I just I, He's amazing. He's how I modeled my game after. And I kind of held on and held on. I held on through last year. Now, last year, his war took a dip down to 3.5. He got real cold at the beginning of the season, but ended up heating up, made the all-star team, and ended up with a 3.5 wins above replacement. By no means one of the top 20, top 30 hitters in Major League Baseball, but a serviceable player, a pretty good player. And yes, you know the money, it's $25 million, and you're like, okay, but he can bounce back. He's still a good hitter. He isn't relying on power. Well, that was that was just blind of me because... We're sitting here, it's August 20th, and Joey Votto is batting 265. He has the lowest on-base percentage of his career. Not even of his 07 season when he had 24 games. He had a higher on-base percentage then than he does now. Joey Votto, over an average 650 plate appearances from 2008, after that 24-game stint in 2007, from 2008 to 2017, before this two-year drop-off, his average wins above replacement was six. Now, you're hitting six per year, Troy. For those that aren't too familiar with that stat, you are going to the Hall of Fame. And that's what Joey Votto was. From that period, he was a Hall of Fame first baseman. But since that point, the Reds are paying $15 million more a year than they did in that period over these last two for his average war to be 2.7, which is barely a major league starter at the end of the day. It's a guy that you want to be paying maybe... 9 to $11 million for not $25 million, which is what the Reds now owe Joey Votto through 2023. So when you see this much evidence, when you see two years of downturn, there's nothing to do but admit it and say that Joey Votto is washed 
and the Reds are going to be regretting this contract over the next three years unless he becomes an incredible veteran presence, a great bench guy, a guy that fills in because there's not going to be room in the starting lineup for Joey Votto here in about a year, Troy. All these young guys are going to pass him up. You're going to keep guys out of the lineup that are performing better than him? How long are you going to do that for? So it's going to be the Reds. They'll need to win a World Series They'll want to because their window is through 2023 with these young guys before you got to start paying everybody. So they'll have to win a World Series with a $25 million bench player or a rotation player or a platoon player. And that is something that usually you don't hear about is a $25 million platoon player on a mid-market team winning the World Series. That's not something you usually hear about. And it just makes me real nervous because Joey Votto's contract on the back end could be what we just experienced with Homer Bailey, obviously I like Joey Votto way more. I'd rather pay Joey Votto $25 million than than pay Homer Bailey anything ever again. But it could be that type of situation in terms of team building for the Reds. And it's a real shame to see because if we would have had the foresight when they signed this deal, we would have told them not to do it because the Reds didn't end up getting anything after that Joey Votto contract. Hey, Homer's having a really good season. Have you watched his stuff? Bring up, bring up Homer Bailey on the Oakland Athletics. Are you hating on Homer? He's having a good year. I don't know if he's having a great year. He's having a good year. I think he's under ERA. is under four. Anyway. No, he's 4.8, dude. Oh. He's got a 4.8 ERA. He hasn't even pitched 100 innings yet. He's given up 12 home runs. That's pretty good for him. If his ERA is like not nine or ten, he's doing great. But anyways, um, (laughs) when you watch some of those ESPN shows, they'll have that overreaction or proper reaction, whatever kind of comment or, or debate. And I actually am going to exercise a little bit more patience than you, my friend. Baseball players can have bad seasons. And I don't think his body has broke down. That's the thing. I think he's just having a bad year. So I am actually going to be the one that you usually play and have a little bit of optimism and think that maybe Joey Votto. Joey Votto's not going to be 2010 MVP Joey Votto. We can all agree on that. He's, what, 32, 31? He's not really that old, but he's not quite in his prime to be an MVP either. And um, I'm, I think, I think or I hope that he'll bounce back next year. But the thing is, I've always had a little bit of a problem with Joey Votto because I want my first baseman to hit 30 home runs a year. I know that's stereotype, and I understand that. But a first baseman is usually, or has been in the past, a big guy that can't really play another position. That's why they put him at first, and that's the guy that hits home runs and gets RBIs for you. That's standard, stereotype, first baseman. So when Joey come along, I mean, he did hit a lot of home runs in 2010. He has had seasons where he did hit uh, enough to where I was thinking, wow, that's, he's a pretty good ball player. But to me right now, Joey Votto in the last two or three years is a second baseman to me. His, his batting stats resemble a second baseman. And uh, if I'm going to pay that kind of money, I want him over. I want a guy at first base that can hit home runs and, and hit RBIs. Well, he's definitely not worth the money now, but that's not what this this is about. It's about can he bring enough value to make that contract not completely. The, the, the reason that this team loses. What does he got to do then? What what's, what's, oh, what do you, what do you call reasonable? What, what does he, he got to do next year? What he did last season, a 3.5 war, still led the National League in on-base percentage. He got on base consistently. He didn't drive in a lot of runs, but he was there. He was a veteran presence. He could hit. He was a well-above-average hitter. He's a guy that could go on one- or two-week stretches where he impacts um, in, a, in a significant way, and that's not what he is anymore. He's not so that. He needs, well, he wasn't that way this year, he, but he was last year, right? 
but for he had really bad stretches, and it really just he had right. really bad stretches. I'm just looking at every stat I click on Baseball Reference: slugging percentage, on base percentage, wins above replacement, offensive wins above replacement. This year, defensive wins above replacement. When I click on that stat and sort it through the years, 2018 and 19 are in the bottom four every single stat and what that says is when a guy is 34 and 35 in every single stat are the worst of his career i think it's fair for all of us to say hey this guy's starting to get washed he's turning old he's 35 not everybody is lebron james he is 35 brady he's 35 oh boy he's 35 the reds are paying him 25 million dollars for his 36 37 38 and 39 year old season and then they have a 20 million dollar club option for his 40 year old season in 2023 well in 2024 his 41 year old season but if they don't take that option they got to pay him a seven million dollar buyout it's a bad contract, man. That was stupid. I don't know why they would have done that. I wouldn't pay. Well, it. at the time, if you don't do it, he. Yeah, leaves. I understand. I, I remember. I remember when it all went down. I just hope he comes back and does what you say. But the problem with Joey Votto is he's not the greatest veteran presence, Lucas. He's kind of a kind of Quite, a goofball. Yeah. Uh, he's not really much of a leader at all. I think that I don't think it's where they don't like him, but he's he's not. He's definitely not a leader. So, and he just picked up a lower back strain. Like he just got put yeah, he's on the out in two list. weeks or ten days, I think. He's out till Thursday. He's been out all weekend. He's just not, and his power numbers are down. And it's really sad to see because Joey Votto is, I think, my favorite Reds player right now, um, for sure. But it's over. And you know, now, like I think I like Aquino better. Guy's <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah, Aquino right now. But uh, it's there. I have so many memories with Votto, but it's just so he's going to end up being a really disappointing Reds career for him because by the time that the Reds are back in important games, which I expect to be next season. I think the Reds will be contending for the division next year. Um, if they make their moves right and they play their cards right, which they will, and they aren't tied down by this Votto contract yet because they've got enough young guys. But all this does is tighten this window. You remove the Votto contract, this Reds World Series window is going to be open through 2023 because you're able to really manipulate and sign guys. you got $25 million to work with. You could sign two really high-quality players next year. You could sign... You know, like a Freddie Galvis type player who they picked up off the market, he's about a ten million dollar player. This is a guy that bats two seventy, contributes. You could get two guys that bat two seventy, or you could get an elite relief pitcher, or two relief pitchers who are mid three ERAs. Those are crucial pieces to a World Series team that Joey Votto won't be able to. He he is there, so he's occupy, occupying that contract space. So it, it just becomes a thing where they have to be perfect. With their timing, with their execution, with their, with their prospect development, it tightened the window for a guy that, honestly, if he continues on this trend, is just going to be a bench player. i got to correct you on one thing. Just one. Joey Votto is not occupying anything. There's no salary cap in baseball. The Reds can spend whatever they yeah, want. Yeah, and I think they'll spend more than they have in the past. But at the same time... It's not time, basketball. They there's, are, no max, there's no max space. They are a business I know. that needs to operate... As well, and they have a budget to work with, and we all get that. But we all know the Reds owners are not losing money. That's why I'm not that mad about like right. bad if baseball. If it was max cap, you'd be really mad, right? If we had a cap, the Votto contract would forget about it. It'd be over. <laughs> if if you couldn't get rid of the Votto contract, if there was a cap in baseball, say at 220 million dollars, like if there was a cap at baseball, I'd probably put it at 180. Is where I'd put it 190. 
Um, well, with all the salaries right now, you probably have to put it at 220 or else all these teams would have to cut so much fat, the Players Association would never go for it. They're not going to go for it anyway. Yeah. And that, that'll never happen. But at the end of the day, it's sad to see that my blankie is... I, I, I've, grew, I've grown up. I was able to take a step back and poor Joey Votto. I'm holding in my hands and I'm realizing that he's not as pretty as he used to be. Um, and I'm not sure the Reds should really value him as highly as they have in the past. And if Joey Votto is not the best option at first base next year, which very well he might not be, the Reds shouldn't say, hey, we're paying this guy $25 million and he's Joey Votto. He needs to start. They need to make sure the best guy's starting next year at first base. Now, I think Joey Votto will win it because I think he's still one of the best hitters. He looks very good in camp. And I think the Reds are you're still going to get 260 batting average at him. You're still going to get positive production at first base. But if this continues down, if 20, so every year 2018 was a big step down, 2019 on the same path. If he takes another step down in 2020, the Reds have to realize that you're just going to have to eat that money. And you kind of paid for the first seven years of it. And you got to ignore the last three. Hopefully they did their budgeting correct over these last few years, because you could really budget it out, say, hey, we're going to pay you 10 year, 25 mil per. That saves us money now. And we're going to plan for those last three years. We'll have planned budget wise so those last three years don't hurt us as much. Yeah, they could have did a Bobby Bonilla type deal and pay him when he's like 60 years old. Yeah. <laughs> um, or, Lucas, they could move him down in the batting order where he'll, he'll see better pitches. He's always hitting two or three. He's Which, always hitting he two shouldn't or three. anymore. I don't know. Like uh, sometimes you get down in the batting order, man. Like Scooter Jeanette, I think he, he's he's Scooter Jeanette saw a lot of really good pitches that that first year he came to the Reds. You know, you move Joey down to six or seven. I don't know. It might help. I like a Winnie at first base, but that's just me. They they just have so much talent stacked in the minor leagues. I mean, the Do Reds we have a first baseman though. There's somebody you can make a first baseman. You can make a Huey a first base. He hits like a first baseman. We got plenty of third baseman. The kid we just got from Toronto, move him to third. Aquino six four, telling me he can't learn first base. Yeah, but he's got a cannon of an arm and he can run like a deer. Yeah, but if, if you need room, and there's other guys you can move from the outfield that can learn first base, like Yasiel Puig, he could resign. I would rather have Yasiel Puig at first base. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. He's pretty erratic. I don't know if I'd want him in the infield. I mean, he's a pretty good outfielder, though, but I don't know if I'd trust him at first. But what we can agree on is that the Reds are finally exciting over the next few years. I think that they have a World Series window that is opening in front of us. It, it has to be, right, with the young talent? Yeah, I wouldn't say World Series, but I I would say uh, in National League uh, Central contender. Until I can, they'll have to add some more. And like you said, they still got flaws. And, um, and I'd have to see what the other National League teams do. I mean, as long as you still got the Dodgers and the Cubs spending all that money, they're going to be tough to beat. Milwaukee's pretty young. St. Louis is always St. Louis. The Mets look pretty darn good with their pitching staff. Washington, Philadelphia with Harper. Uh, I mean, the Reds are not, you're not going to jump out and say, hey, the Reds are going to win a World Series next year. There's a lot of good teams in the National League. It depends what they do at winter meetings and what other teams do. I think the Reds are going to blow up next year. I think they're very similar to the 2011 Reds. We'll see. I, I, I really hope. Do. I think it'll be like the 2011 to 2012 or the 2009 to 2010. I just jump. think there's a lot of other teams in the National League that are pretty good at just kind of selling short. I mean, the New York Mets, you know, are about to spend some money and build around that pitching staff. They're really good. You know, you know, Philadelphia is not going to stand pat with Bryce Harper and right field. They're going to build around him. They're going to make him better. Los Angeles is not going away. Chicago is not going to quit spending money. But the so Reds, I mean, they, they, yeah, they're going to be good, but there's so other teams. 
I mean, but the Reds are one rotation piece. I mean, they just added Trevor Bauer. They'll have him next year. They've got they've got two frontline starters, Luis Castillo and Trevor Bauer. Three frontline starters. You add in Sonny Gray. His ERA is sub three this year. Yeah, they're good. I mean, I'm I'm not saying they're not good. Look at the Mets rotation. They're like Cy Young Award type good. So I mean, I'm just saying there's other teams that are good. I just went and handled the Reds World Series. I'm just Without saying they're a contender. I'm saying else. the window's open. I'm saying yeah, that a couple yeah. guys perform above expectations. You stay healthy. You catch a couple breaks in the playoffs, and boom, you have a World Series ring. 90, figure out what to do at first base. 90 to 98 wins. <laughs> or Joey Votto can have a, a renaissance. and that they won't have There to you go. That's what we need base. to happen. And you notice this big computer in here because it scared me when I walked in. I got a brand new setup. Over it's pretty nice. Right. I like it. It is nice. It is nice. When we come back, we'll discuss a little bit of high school sports and Bobcats as we round the show into the Reds, the team we just discussed. They're battling the Padres tonight at 640. This is the Sports Fan 970 WATH. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. Have you ever thought about having a podiatric physician examine your feet? Doctors of podiatric medicine set broken bones, perform wound care, and remove bunions. Common health issues that they treat include ingrown or fungal nails, corns, warts, and skin problems like athlete's foot. Foot exams are easy and can prevent many foot problems. If you can't walk, work, or enjoy sports activities without pain, what are you waiting for? To find a podiatric physician who is a member of the Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association, visit associationsadvanceohio.com. Experienced truck drivers. Schneider has the driving careers you've been looking for. Schneider's dedicated driving jobs mean consistent miles and predictable home time. Choose from over 50 unique dedicated accounts. Career growth opportunities mean you can transfer to any type of position. There are 38 types of driving jobs at Schneider and training and office jobs. Plus, our consistent paychecks and comprehensive benefits equal peace of mind for both you and your family. Find out more at schneiderjobs.com. That's schneiderjobs.com. This is the place to fill your gas tank just before you head to or off Route 33. This is the hot spot to fill your bellies with delicious cold-cut sandwiches and tantalize your taste buds with hot and tasty 6-inch or foot-long subs. This is the super spot which offers drive through service of pop, chips, candy, beer, water, and much more. This is the best-kept secret in Athens County. Until now, this is City Limits Valero. Visit them at 235 Columbus Road in Athens, open seven days a week. And remember... Why just drive by when you can drive through? Current televisions being built today have a mean time to failure of one to three years. The, the manufacturers have no want to maintain anymore. So they're looking at selling, not maintaining. They only make money when they sell new. And the new is going cheaper and cheaper. The advertised cheap price uh, is what everybody bites on people will buy the new because that's what's there. That's what they want. They want the newest that they can get, usually. But if you have a television repaired in today's world, normally, that TV will buy you more time than a new replacement. They can be repaired for half or less of that replacement, then that makes it worth it. I'm Dave Russell. I own TV Supply Company. I'm at 136 Columbus Road. Stop in with your repair needs. 
anything that's electronic. Local teams, local opinions, the sports fan on 970 WATH. Players on the Cincinnati Reds who have a higher wins above replacement this year than Joey Votto. These are just position players. Eugenio Suarez, Derek Dietrich. How about Jose Iglesias? How about Aristides Aquino already? And Philip Irvin with a higher wins above replacement than Joey Votto. And that's a cumulative stat. That's not an average stat. So the fact that Aquino and Irvin are up there in limited at-bats is just not a good sign for Joey Votto. And then add in a bunch of other pitchers, relief and starting, that are above Joey on that list. He comes in as the 12th most valuable player on the Cincinnati Reds, 12th most valuable player on a team that's eight games below 500, and you're making $25 million. Yeah, that's called a bad contract. And uh, it's sad that that's the state of affairs now for the Cincinnati Reds and Joey Votto, but maybe, just maybe, he can turn it around. We can all hope on to hope and uh, pray for something that really just doesn't happen in the game of baseball, which is a turnaround at 36, 37, 38. Maybe Big Poppy had some sort of one, but I just don't see it in the cards. For Joey Votto, what Alexander fans hope they see in the cards is a repeat of the 2015 season, Troy. Uh, Tyler Corbett had an opportunity to write a preview for the Alexander Spartans, a first look at the Alexander Spartans on WATHsportsfan.com. You can check that out underneath the Sports Fan blog. The Alexander Spartans, team led by Caleb Easley, lost Connor Kimbrough, Eric Dean, back again as the head coach. Troy, they're looking for that 2015 magic. The conference feels wide open, although as we have went through the preseason, Megs has not looked as good as we thought they'd be. Um, they really struggled in their scrimmage against Fairland. Uh, Fairland handled them fairly easily, looked much better against them than they did against the Athens team from a year ago. Um the Vinton County Vikings really haven't heard much about their scrimmages, uh, but how big of a jump are they going to take? Question marks there. Nelson York Buckeyes health is a question in camp early, and Athens looks really, really good in their scrimmages. So this makes it a little more interesting of a conversation with the Alexander Spartans in terms of is there a potential, Troy, for this team to have a 2015-like season where they shock the world Go nine and one, win the conference, and make the playoffs. Well, first of all, the 2015 ordeal was not really shocking because we knew what they had coming back, and we knew that they were going to be tough. They played teams tough the year before. Mason Chapman is a heck of an athlete. We knew that they had good players. So, was the nine and one a shock? Mm, yeah, a little bit, but we knew they were going to be good. We just didn't know how good. Uh, this is not the same situation. Um, I know they played pretty tough last year, and uh, but. I don't think you can compare it to 2015. That'd be very difficult to do, and uh, but we'll see. And I don't think they have a player quite as on the talent level as Mason Chapman, who ended up being Player of the Year in 2015. We knew that kid was really good. His brothers were really good. His dad was really good, uh, and Coach Penrod did a good job, kind of spotlighting him week in and week out, which earned him Player of the Year honors. So, uh, different, totally different situation. Uh, but I like Eric Dean. I like what he's doing. I like the way they come out. They fight hard. They hit hard. And uh, I think what their success might be determined on, like you said, what happens around them in the Ohio division and how tough will those games be against Fenton County, against Megs, and so on. Well, Cal Preps has Alexander going 3-7 and seven overall, 1-5 and five at the conference. This is how they have their schedule playing out, Troy. 
They've got a 34-6 win against Bradford to open the season. This is Cal Preps. They do projections. They understand somewhat what teams lost from a year ago. They understood the amount of seniors on the roster. They have some sort of formula to calculate these things. They are a little erratic and can get things way wrong in Week 1, but they can also get things way right. But we don't have any other system like this for high school football, so it's what we're going off of. These are the Cal Preps TVC Ohio predictions for Alexander. 3-7, and 1-5 and of the conference. They would beat Bradford, South Point, and in the TVC beat River Valley. Lose to everybody else. They have them losing close to Vinton County, and that's the only close loss. All the rest are by double digits or more within the TVC Ohio. That's definitely a possible scenario I see for the Alexander Spartans. Loss of Connor Kimbrough. They caught a few breaks last year, winning some games. Their fans would say they caught a few breaks from not winning a few games as well. I think this team will finish right around 3-7 and seven to 5-5 five and five. again. I think they'll be a scrappy bunch. They'll hit hard. They'll be able to pull some upsets. Weather breaks their way. Some turnovers go their way. They can be a threat, and they can knock some teams off in the upper part of the TVC Ohio. I have a lot of respect for Coach Dean, and I think he's going to be able to grind out a few more wins again this season. Yeah, that'd be that'd be best case scenario. I think that'd be great. Um, but kind of one of them deals where I just I really need to see them. I, I yeah, th- th- they could have a sophomore or, or a junior that I don't know about. But the biggest the Achilles heel for Alexander, and I've said this before, and I really hope that I don't anger anybody, especially my buddy Jerry Crow. But when you're a school that small, and you have such a thriving and successful soccer program that takes so many boys, or I shouldn't say takes so many boys because they they're going to view that as a wrong statement because I'll be favoring football, and I really shouldn't. At student-athletes are student-athletes. But it's very difficult to split the number of boys when you have so few into two sports programs and then have both of those programs be successful. Does that make sense? Yeah. And uh, it's just that hampers their football team. I mean, they, they will flare up and have a group of talented boys come up through the peewee ranks, play together like 2015 group. So you're they, saying soccer players can play football? <sighs> Yeah, I mean, if they would have started out playing football, they would play peewee, but they don't. They start out playing soccer over in Albany, and they continue to play soccer. So they just they, there's there's only so many boys, so many athletes, and they're being split between two sports. So what's easier to transfer from, being a soccer player to a football player, football player to soccer player? Oh, my goodness. Great question. Well, if you're going to be a kicker, I'd say it's the, the one way is okay, great. Okay, just how about left tackle? Left tackle for, you, for soccer to football, you're going left tackle for football to soccer. Oh, my goodness. I don't going, know, man. They're probably equally as tough, to be honest. Because uh, you know, if a tackle, you can just teach. You can just say, if he's a big kid, if he's a goalie, you can just say, "Hey, just block that guy in front of you and simplify it." In soccer, you can't do that. Yeah, in soccer, but you couldn't tell a big left tackle to go out there and run for an hour and a half straight to die. Okay, but even if you took one of those safeties, if they have never played soccer, there are so many skills that just aren't a part of everyday life in America that you need to use in the game that yeah, it, it would makes be it hard. hard to train the foot skills. You just don't have them. Yeah, it's not an offense to the game. Of I'm just saying that. Football to soccer, impossible to transfer. There are soccer players in the TVC Ohio who could play wide receiver at a lot of Oh, TVC yeah, that, it's all position-based, too. Why, um, like, but you can play, you can go soccer to football, but football to soccer, even the goal, even the goalkeeper needs to have, especially when you're a team of Alexander's caliber, your goalkeeper better be able to, to accept the ball with his feet, to be able to distribute with his feet, um, to be able to clear lanes, to be able to control the ball in the back. If you don't have that, I mean, that's a real... A debilitating sign for a team. So. Yeah, you would have had to have had a soccer background, at least in the youth leagues, to be taught fundamentals. I'll agree with that for sure. We had a guy, though, Lucas, my sophomore year, Brock Jagman, that was a soccer player all the way up through. And then his senior year, he played safety and was one of our better players. So you're right. You can come. You're probably more right. You can come to soccer and play football. I watched a guy do it. 
and but going the other way would be difficult unless you had played it throughout your youth leagues and had fundamentally based skills that you could go back to and rely on. Okay, let's look go through the rest of these Cal Preps predictions because I want to hear your thoughts on these. Um, my computer might die, so we might have to switch over to my phone. For you got a, a brand new one right there. Yeah, I know. Okay, let's go through Athens' schedule on this Cal Preps thing and see what you think. They have the Athens Bulldogs. This Cal Preps projection system has Athens going five and five, Troy, with five and one in the TVC Ohio. Now, their first two they would have less losses. A twenty-one point loss to Waverly. Cal Preps has. Now, when I've seen Cal Preps list a twenty-one point loss, I've rarely seen any score that's within double digits. Later in the season for their projections. Early in the season, again, it varies a lot more. If Joey Moore becomes that special of a player, you can throw this projection system right out the window. But this, again, just projections. Jackson Week 2, they have as a 10-point loss. And then a 4-point loss to Parkersburg South the next week. Then 14-point win against Alexander. 10-point win against Vinton County. And Troy, unfortunately, they have them losing by 2 to Logan. The Chieftains, who are expect to be one year better this year under Coach Mike Eddy, they have just a three-point win against Meg, six-point win against Wellston, and a big-time win against River Valley, and they have them losing to the Nelson York Buckeyes, 31-28. And they have the Buckeyes winning the conference. Quick thoughts before we get to the Reds. Uh, I'd say it's way off. I, I think it's impossible for a place or any kind of database to come up with any kind of rhyme or reason on a prediction of high school sports in Ohio. Uh, did they have the scores or just say lose by they two? They have the scores. And what are their scores in the fifties, forties, twenties? No, they are about what we would see. I what think. are they? Give me an example. Thirty-one twenty-eight was the Athens. Yeah, that's wrong. Score. They're going to be fifty some to forty some. Maybe there you go. But the final standings are fairly close to what I predict. But it's just fun. It's projections. That's Troy Bolin. I'm Lucas Moore. It's been the Sports Fan. See you guys next time. Here come the Reds. The following is a special sports presentation of 970 WATH Athens. The Reds are on the radio! This is the Cincinnati Reds pregame show presented by your Cincinnati Northern Kentucky Honda dealers and brought